0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: Special guests and off topics in this segment, anything goes. You're listening to 3 p.m. podcast my name is charlie my name is dj
2: my name is sean and with
1: us we have the beautiful the wonderful nick shorts that's me <laughs> what's up man welcome um nick is a is a listener longtime listener a homie uh supporter patron uh interacts with us all, all the things bro all the all the good things dude thank you so much for for uh, being a three AM stand, might I say? No. Um, <laughs> <Yikes>. uh, <laughs> uh, no, we're super hyped you're here. Uh, Nick has a lot of firsthand experience in Malaysia, and we'll be sharing specifically about that tonight. But hell yeah, yeah, dude. Where are you coming from?
3: Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Nick. Um, born and raised in Sacramento, California actually. Whoa, oh, Sacramento. Sac- where, where in sac- Um I was in near Woodland area. I cool. lived there for one month.
1: So do you know the Diaz brothers? No, you're friend.
3: Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, cause
2: cause everyone knows I'm in. In
3: No, I actually I was I, I lived here. I only lived in Sacramento for a month and then I moved to Ma- I moved to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are from <laughs> Sacramento, <to> or- <laughs> Utah and lived there and then anyway moved to where I am now. Nice. But um <laughs> yeah, I was born in Sacramento, California. Up. right next door dj sorry can i have you we can't see it on the tv
1: oh and it's kind of messing me up no you're good bro the that's like how that
2: come one. charles is from provo hey shut up <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah i might may this is a myth and it's not substantiated so i might have been born in provo oh and then when i was seven days old my parents moved to california so
3: cool. we're like the opposite yeah that
2: he's from california and you're hey shut up
1: dude (laughs) i won't have it uh but yeah we're excited to have you on uh you've reached out for a while we've just been like chaotic trying to plan this and we've been excited to learn about malaysia it's all it's like uh that's one of our and honestly it's kind of an insulting but a lot of our listeners their favorite episodes are 3 pms when people come on (laughs) and teach us about different cultures from around the world so I'm glad we could have an authentic Malaysian person in here to teach us all about uh, Malaysia. It's yeah. you, dog. You're holding us back. <laughs> it's yeah. fake Asian. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's super fun. I mean, I agree. A lot of the episodes that I like to listen to are 3pm. I love all the episodes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> On my way over here, I was well, I was listening to the like the Evil Eye episode, like <gasps> CC story, and I was like my heart was like pounding and i'm sitting here like i'm already nervous about maybe hopping on and doing this with you guys but then that's awesome i hear that story and i'm like am i gonna have a heart attack like (laughs) while i'm driving through rush hour traffic to get
1: here that's funny i think that story resonated with a lot of people and uh funny story about cc is she found our podcast through sean's hinge
2: account wow That's why I still have these accounts. it's <laughs> marketing. Content, I'm not getting that many go. matches. So it's like, gotta do something.
1: Yeah. So like she sent that story in hoping Sean would take it. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm
4: gonna go
3: ahead and swoop. Sean so. just flooding 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So hard. But awesome. Okay. So you grew up in Utah. Yeah, I grew up in Utah. I've been here pretty much my whole life. Um served a mission in Malaysia. Back in teaching us about Malaysia. Back in 2013, Uh, I got back in 2015. Went to school at UVU. Did the drum line there. I don't know if people have ever heard of Green Man Group. What do you play? I played the the tenors, the quads. So like like the the five drums, drums. Mm. duh, like (laughs) the toms, the walking toms. Yeah, those are sweet. Yeah, so I played that um, for three years. You know the Blue Devils? Uh huh.
1: Yeah, brother. Yeah, Blue Devils (laughs) are tight. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, will you explain Nick to Cannon. us? Nick who did dumb? You know, Nick. I, oh, you know, I, Nick personally. <laughs> one one band, <laughs> yeah. one sound. Yep. One band, one sound. Sick, dude. <laughs> do you still play? Um, Were you P one or P two? I I don't play right now. Uh, it's been like a year or two since I've like really picked up sticks. But it's fun. Like I still do it occasionally. It's just it, it's an expensive hobby if you don't do it like in school or makes, something where they have all the equipment. Uh, but makes sense. um. And yeah. it's
1: like there's no just like recreational uh, drumline. Yeah, it's like it's very annoying. <laughs> there's to no drum. pickup games at the YMCA where you just jump. in. <laughs> you're just drumming. Start patting yeah, away. It's,
3: it's true. Like your your neighbors will probably hate you <laughs> yeah. if you start playing drumline for hire. That's so funny. <laughs> they have those, but those aren't the kind of people I like to hang out <laughs> yeah. with. So what
1: kind of wait? Where do you find a like drumline for hire? This is uh, are they still uncrating uh, arrangements
2: on? <laughs>
3: They, i i don't know man i haven't looked up myself but hey use I my comu- one. computer be careful what comes up brother okay <laughs> I you know, guys do your thing don't worry about me i, I know, know there's one in oram i think or provo that they do it's like a scottish like like funerals and shit i don't know they, <laughs> they came to a uvu game and we had to play with them and it was like a disaster but look what i found so they could take your freedom
1: Oh, there you oh, go! LED yeah. drum line. <laughs> LED drum line. LED drum line promo. Are video. these boys in Provo? They nah. I just picked the first thing uh, that came up, or I don't uh, know. It says uh, promo, about, but boom. I read that's Prova. what they go by. Boom, boom. Oh. Okay. Anyway, let's get out of this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what else are you into? Um. Yeah. I mean, I recently got married last Congratulations. July. Thank you, and that's a story we can get into too, but maybe a little bit later. Cool. Um, yeah i work in marketing for a small magazine company publishing company and do social media for them and i build custom keyboards Hell, like computer keyboard yeah, like computer keyboard oh, might hit you up yeah for let's that. talk after okay. some click clock <laughs> yeah there. for sure uh, yeah I, I um recently got into the hobby like during the pandemic cool so uh been doing that play video games sometimes favorite video game I don't know, dude. All of them, it changes. Yeah. I I used to play a ton of WoW back in the day. There you go. What about Candy Crush? Um, (laughs) my wife likes Candy Crush. Hell yeah, bro. (laughs) I haven't played it in a while. But uh (laughs) yeah, Candy Crush is big on my mission for sure. People a lot of members. All the Asians be playing Candy Crush Crush was the thing. Me too. I
1: remember Filipino sending me like uh Invites, Candy Crush invites on Facebook.
2: (laughs) unfriended everybody (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I did
1: my time already (laughs) report block (laughs) did you grow up with scary stories or anything like that
3: um not really like my family they're they're kind of like like the subject's a little taboo in my family and i think it's pretty common for a lot of like families especially in utah potentially christian families and stuff like um you know i've had conversations with my parents and my grandparents about it but It's never they don't like indulge. They don't. Yeah. Like they don't like to talk about it, really. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know why, to be honest, growing up and like in high school and stuff, I actually hated horror films and like scary movies and stuff. And then I got older and just like life became more desensitizing. (laughs) And like, I just I didn't care as much anymore. It didn't really scare me as much. And uh, I started to like it. My wife, she loves horror films hell and, yeah wow. sister and so she uh you know she's forced me to watch a lot of <laughs> a lot of scary movies and are you okay I, oh i'm totally fine <laughs> yeah like i it really depends um the movies that try and like jump scare you and stuff like those don't really get me it's like the demonic stuff the possession the there you go anyway that kind of stuff feels more real so i just yeah that's hmm. stuff i don't really like so well. what
1: what what movies have have rocked you Oh, have rocked your socks. I haven't,
3: <laughs> to be honest, I haven't watched a lot recently. I think the one that kind of got me actually was like the new Conjuring movie. Like yeah. the number like one, two, three. The third three. one? I think. Oh, the third one. The one that's, that's the cool. most that the recent, devil The Devil made me do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I wasn't like physically that scared, but when, like after the movie, I was thinking about it and I was like, this seems like something that could legitimately happen. And that's what was scary to me. It was like, i enjoyed that one too because it was very
2: like integrated into also law and like other stuff as well and i was like okay this is kind
3: of yeah it was interesting cool okay can i ask a
1: potentially how do i say this cringy question sure (laughs) so like how'd you how'd you find the podcast yeah that's a really good question um So, like, how do you, you know, how do you discover us or whatever? Yeah. No,
3: that's a good question. Why? Uh, why do you why keep, do you keep... <laughs> Why? Just why do you keep coming? So, back? like, why? How? Sure. Did you find this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, I drew a circle, some runes in the cr- no. I'm Oh joking. shit! Oh, no, oh, oh, get out of here, dog. We no, got powers, no, no, no. dog. Hey, yeah. no, I. Uh, we bro, what
1: I just realized, like, what if you shape shifted right now? It's like we literally like let the devil in.
3: I would I be jump like, through this damn window, dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, my uh, my buddy, I think you know Dan, the uh, the NBA guest... Yes. Oh, that's your homie? Yeah, he's my homie. I went to school with him okay. in high school. Hilarious. I, uh, he came through Yeah, like a year uh-huh. ago. Yeah, he came and stopped before by. Before we even had this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I was actually on Instagram and someone posted like, give me podcast re- recommendations and that one popped up and I'm assuming that Dan recommended it to him. It was anonymous. I couldn't tell, but I think Dan's like the only person I know that mm-hmm. listens. Um, That, that, I know that will personally. change soon. That will probably change. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's where I heard of you guys. And, and then I listened to a couple episodes I was like, these guys are funny. Like, I hey, like, I like it. Bro. I, I Thanks, the, dude. I mean, I like the vibe. I like the, you know, you get, you guys joke, but you also like, it's spooky at the same time. And <gasps> so it was fun. It's a, it's a cool format. And I, anyway, cool. That's how I find you guys. <laughs> awesome, <thank laughs> no. You. <laughs> no, no runes were drawn. Damn it. Like I was that. really Unfortunately dan
1: seems to oh he put us on pretty hard like onto his personal socials and i know he got like uh, a bunch of his friends on it mm-hmm. like are you all in that same group like do you know uh maybe a bunch of because I, mean, I i sometimes will go to his page sorry and this is probably not for the podcast but, <laughs> uh like i'll just see like a ton of mutual friends and it's because he like got all his homies to listen to us and a bunch oh, of them like tight. post about us too wow i don't know i don't know if you're like how regularly (laughs) you hang out with all of them
3: um no not really i actually haven't hung out with dan in a long time yeah f that fool (laughs) i like dan a lot though yeah we (laughs) that fool's dope (laughs) no dude i think the last time i hung out with dan we actually played rocket league and (laughs) nice i got i got yeah i whooped him there you go. You got to have a rematch. I know he's been you playing a lot. You whooped the Hispanic lot. dude in <laughs> Hot Wheels soccer. I know. <laughs> I, yeah, what I, the hell? I, I used to play that a ton when I was, uh, anyway, back in 2013 or whatever. <laughs> okay, I have or a question. What, 15, 16, I don't know.
1: So back when you're a young whippersnapper getting ready to serve a mission, mm-hmm. and if you're not a member, if you're not familiar with like Mormon culture, young boys and girls, when they turn like 18, 19, they have to decide if they want to succumb to the uh, insane amount of peer pressure and societal pressure to serve a mission. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, they have to decide if they want to He's serve not. a mission. So you set, you literally just like fill out this form, and then you send it in, and then you're going to get a, a, pam, a packet back, and it's going to tell you where you're going to go live for two years, and you have no idea. It can mm-hmm. be anywhere. It could be Russia. It could be China. Uh, could be other idaho places on the <laughs> earth yeah it could be idaho and you could be from provo <laughs> yeah there's like so much like cultural stuff tied in with that with mormons so it's like there is a mystique to serving abroad and like when you go over states it's like oh yeah and there's then, an entire broadway mm-hmm. show written for it yeah so if you'd want to <laughs> like, yeah. know more about it go watch it have you guys seen that it's actually I feel like, I feel like most people especially if you're into broadway you know about it and we're talking A, about the Book, Book of Mormon, Mormon musical. 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 Yeah. Yeah. actually fun note. I saw it with one of my mission companions in L. A. And it was hilarious. And we were laughing the loudest because I think we
3: deeply understood the all the references. Understood. Yeah, you understand all the jokes. But, but anyway, so
1: going back, you're how old were you? Like when you decided to go?
3: Um, I was nineteen.
1: And then did you? What? Where did you want to go?
3: Um, don't lie. I have no idea. <laughs> I think I thought I was going to go to Europe. I'm yeah. really glad I didn't because Asia's like way more my speed. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Europe like wasn't where I wanted to be. But
1: so when you got it and you opened it and it said, "Brother, you're going to uh, it's actually
3: Singapore mission." Interesting. Yeah. So Singapore Malaysia combined. Kay. Okay. Okay. <clears> so that th- th- that might be a good spot. A good spot to start. Teach us a
1: little bit about like uh, Southeast Asia, the geography, like the borders and what's going on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. My mission is super interesting because it includes, you know, two countries. Singapore's its own country. It used to be a part of Malaysia at one point in time and then they broke off. Um, and then Malaysia, East and West Malaysia. It's actually like three separate bodies of land. So separated by um by ocean. Interesting. Yeah. Can so, we pull up a map? Just yeah, so pull I can up get a map. we can pull up a map of Malaysia. Um can I tell you what I know about like
1: Singapore? Yeah,
3: go for it. Very nice, very mm-hmm. industrialized quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, if you spit gum out, you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's all. Can he uh, substantiate crazy, that? Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. film there, all Michelin of this starred
2: street vendors, mm-hmm. Michelin
3: star street vendors. Food there is incredible. <sighs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I never served in Singapore, I oh, was man. in Malaysia the entire time, but the way it works, I mean, this is all um. This is a story a friend told me. This isn't real. We didn't have visas. Uh, you know we actually were on tourist visas the entire time. <laughs> so it w- it's like Mission Impossible, man. Like we were in there. People would be getting kicked out of the country. Like they'd have to go to Singapore for a few like weeks, and then they'd try and go back into Malaysia. Crazy. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, we we would go back. The the visas were ninety days, and so we would oh, every okay. ninety days we'd have like a conference in Singapore. So we get to go to Singapore and basically hang out for like three days. Oh, geez. Uh, is the worst.
2: <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was so bad.
1: Okay, but let's take a look at this map real quick. So take us through it. On the right, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, so
3: right, this is Malaysia. Um, the left side is West Malaysia where you see like Kuala Lumpur. That's where like the capital is. The capital right, of Malaysia okay. is Kuala Lumpur.
1: Bro, this is so foreign to me. If you took away the names, I could not tell you where this was yeah, in the world.
3: Yeah, it's... um. Borneo. This is the new fort. What is a Borneo? Borneo? Borneo is Borneo the is country right there. Yeah, Borneo is the fourth largest island in the world. Um, what it yeah, is? Dude. Yeah, you idiot. Did you ever see a Swiss Family Robinson? <laughs> yeah, bro? come on, man. This
1: is as groundbreaking as when I learned that Antarctica is just anti-Arctic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but uh, it's yeah. Borneo is huge. Um, I think the third top portion of it is Malaysia. Under that is Indonesia
1: Wait, can I tell you uh, a confession
3: Yes I thought Borneo
2: was South America so <clears throat> now you
3: know here we are
2: you learn something new every day
3: I'm, I'm gonna teach you something else that might blow your mind let's, let's hear. Blow your mind later <gasps> later later okay, okay we'll hold on later. to it later I got I got some quick facts I'm gonna share with you <laughs> cool okay so yeah uh,
1: introduce us to Malaysia what it's like
3: culturally, physically the culture yeah it's, however
1: you want to dive in.
3: That's a really good question. It's like crazy diverse. Um, West Malaysia is a little more like industrialized, I guess. Like there's more that's of the wealth.
2: Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, and like Kuala Singapore. Lumpur
3: um, yeah. Like Singapore is like at the bottom of the peninsula, like a little tiny Island. Um, but yeah, like the Western side is a little more developed. Um, that's where you'll find like the Patronus towers. I don't know if you've heard about that. It's yeah. These giant yeah. twin towers. In Kuala Lumpur, a lot of nice buildings. Um, the Patronus Towers? Uh-huh.
2: I think it was in one of the Mission Impossibles, dude.
3: Yeah. It's like these two giant twin towers, and then there's like a sky bridge that connects the two. It's yeah, yeah. in Harry Potter, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I just could not resist. i so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I'll expect to o Patronum that detail. <laughs> not going to lie.
3: When I was thinking, I was writing that down today, I was like, there's going to be a Harry Potter joke somewhere. That's how predictable we go. We just covered all the spaces. <laughs> no, um, yeah, just uh, super diverse. A lot of different When you say cultures. diverse, like,
1: okay, so different peoples there.
3: Yeah, like a lot of different cultures. You know, if you say like, are you from China? Most people from China are Chinese, right? If you say you're from Malaysia, you could be Indian. You could be Chinese. You could be Malay. You could be there's like so many different other native tribes to Malaysia you could be iban, dusun, Katazan, like there's just so many
1: is there an indigenous malaysian
3: um yeah there's about like 30 of them 30 uh, tribes 30, 30, 30. Different tribes dude so
1: malaysia's like america uh-huh
3: <laughs> it is and and sarawak like
1: everyone else came in and claimed it
3: sarawak was actually like came in like yeah a guy named um James Brooke came in white guy from Britain came Gosh in damn like, you, Britain. yeah <laughs> he kind of like established control and anyway. Wait, what did you say Sarawak? Uh-huh. Sarawak is, is the top you see the part that looks like a dog like the yes. right side yes. that's Sarawak. That's it's the Grim, like the top part of Borneo. Oh, More with yeah. the Harry Potter huh. reference. Yeah, the Grim. The right Grim. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's Sarawak. It's um it's like a it's like a state. Yeah, it's like a state. Huh. And what about Sarawak? What are you t- telling us about it? Um, there are a lot of indigenous tribes, mm. a lot of indigenous people, and um, in that. Well, I was talking about James Brooke, the guy that came in, and British guy came in and started started like indoctrinating everyone and starting. Uh, you know, was that a good? In a way, yes, but it's complicated because Britain. Of like, Britain came in. Malaysia is like super interesting because West Malaysia, I think. Originally, like the Portuguese came and then the Dutch came and kicked them out. And then like Britain came and like kicked all of them out and started um, introducing like English in schools, like which was has made it. Re- and then they left because <laughs> Malaysia became its own like sovereign nation. Right. Like, so, OK, we're out. Yeah. And then and so it's a super interesting how it is now. And because when I was there, you would meet like grandparents and stuff. Who their English was like was so good, like perfect, like they spoke with an accent, like they're from Britain or something, what like from the... the UK. And do they look Asian? Yeah, and they sound, uh huh, British. Yep, and their English was great. What like, the
1: bloody hell? Really, really good English, <laughs> uh, but insane. Bunch and of yeah. Cho Changs running around. You would find these,
3: yeah, you find these like these grandparents, you know, speak super good English, but then their um, grandkids and their like all the millennials, children couldn't speak it at all.
1: What's, What's happening? Millennials and Gen Zs, man. Yeah, they're because just destroying everything. like everything. You know, the British <laughs> came, they
3: established the, the education, and then they left, and so then they were left to like, okay, are we going to make English our national language, or are we going to make it something else? And what so they is chose the national Malay. language? Malay, Malay is the
0: national language.
3: Okay. So that's what I spoke on my mission was Malay. Um, but yeah, they it's, it's crazy. Like they would teach Malay, but then at home they'd be speaking. If they're Chinese, they speak Chinese with their family. If they're Indian, they're speaking like Tamil. If they're, hmm. you know, if they're Iban, um, they're speaking Iban with their family. Like, Interesting. so like you'd get this, it's weird because they're really good at conversationally with their own languages, but then they're not very good at English. They're not very, really very good at Malay unless they're like well educated. Hmm. Um, hmm. So it's, yeah, it's really weird. Like you would meet these grandparents, they speak perfect English to you, and then their kids can't speak it at all. Dude, that's what like, it's, it's like so the reverse. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, would, very, very weird. So when um, I okay,
1: am I right in thinking when I think of Malaysia, is it like other is it comparable to other South East South Southeast Asian like uh, cultures? Like I think nightlife, bustling, food carts, like industrial right there,
3: but also like third world shit happening right here. Yes, yeah, okay. It's very much the same as like um Similar if you went to the Philippines or... So the food is lit. in Thailand. Yeah, the food, <laughs> the food is incredible. Hell yeah. Um, uh, what's like man. a typical Malaysian dish? Oh, man. There's so many. But the the national dish is something called nasi lemak, which is like... It's called... Translated means fat rice.
2: <laughs> that <They, laughs> sounds they like something it. I'm trying to
4: get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they,
3: they cook it in uh, like coconut milk and like um, pandan leaf. DJ perked up. Yeah. <laughs> So they, anyway, (laughs) they they cook it. They they have the rice with, like, the coconut milk and, like, pandan leaves and some other, like, um, yeah, he's looking at it right now. And then on the side, they'll do, like, a fried chicken. That looks fire. And then they have... Bro, is that that Chef Boyardee? (laughs) Oh, calamari? Or noodle. Chef Boyardee? (laughs) That one looks like squid, probably. Uh, But it's a a sambal. Sambal is, like, it's, like, a spicy, usually, like... um, they use like shrimp paste with it. Oh. Uh, like a spicy chili shrimp paste. And that one it looks like they use like squid or something. But um yeah, those they'll, they'll it's super good. It's and and that's something you could find like on the street for like 30 cents, right? <sighs> like oh, so we we'd, let's we'd be eating that like every day. Like <laughs> yeah. relocating
2: yeah, the man. podcast to Malaysia.
3: Yeah, it was um pretty lit. Okay, so day 1. <laughs>
1: The tires touch down in Malaysia. You step off the plane. Take us through that culture shock. Is it hot, humid? Everyone's yelling. Is it fast? What's going on? Yeah. Um,
3: have any of you guys been to Disneyland? Yes. Yes. Do you know, uh, unfortunately, the Indiana Jones ride. Oh, yes. yeah. I don't know. Like when I went there for the first time, it was <laughs> You're kind of like hot and humid and like stunk. <laughs> Like everyone's standing in line. Yeah, everyone's standing in line about to crush you. Yeah, like you're you're inside the tunnel and it's like really like sweaty and like like people stink, you know, like that's exactly what it's like, like stepping off the plane. Someone's trying to cut out your heart. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Like I just yeah, just remember like that smell. I don't know, like there's there's like a specific smell like that humidity has. Uh huh. At least to me, I don't know. Australia I, is the first time I smelt my own balls.
1: <laughs> and and I smelt, I smelt What? Because you were balls. upside down? <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. No, humidity is just a, a beast, baby. Oh, it <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. Something I was
3: not used to. No, I wasn't ready. Um, And when I first got there, actually, like every year, Indonesia burns like parts of their forest. So all the smoke just like floats into Malaysia and Singapore. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) So, like the first. Like the first time I got off the plane in Singapore, I couldn't see like ten feet in front of me. Oh, like, damn. It was just—it <laughs> was just like welcome smoke. to hell. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is this place?" And like the smell was the just, fire I could just smell. You got smoke. the smoke
2: plus the humidity. Yeah, you got smoke like, and
3: humidity. It's just like pollution. Oh yeah, mm. so good. Um,
2: <laughs> and yeah,
3: and so, we may sound
1: like we're shitting on uh, Southeast Asia, but like low key, my favorite place on this earth.
2: I love. I'm Southeast not Asia. even gonna lie. Same. I Dude, several
1: times have considered just like running away to the Philippines. The Philippines, yeah, and, bro, yeah. you could. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's wild.
3: It's an amazing place. Um, yeah, like the first month of my mission, I was biking around with like an N95 mask on because like <laughs> because there was just so much smoke, and this was before it was cool, like with yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah. Trendsetters. Yeah. And so yeah, it was. Did it take but a long then,
1: time to pick up the language?
3: Um. Y- yes and no. The language isn't too incredibly difficult to learn you're not like learning a new alphabet or like the grammar rules aren't too different um it took me about like six months to pick it up the first six months of my mission i was in west malaysia i was speaking english and then um transferred over yeah six months later had to to learn it yeah pick it up yeah it wasn't it wasn't too bad i was lucky i had good companions who were like actually good at the language if i didn't it would have been like really bad how does that sound like to non-Mormons? Malay?
1: Uh, no, no, oh. just uh, like picking up a language. Oh, like yeah,
3: that. yeah, that's you know what a I mean. Because like, like, for us, it's like, oh yeah, it's no big deal. Like six months, like everyone does it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> everyone um, we know who served a mission,
1: yeah. Some people better than others. I, yeah, I bet it's pretty daunting and pretty wild. And we casually are like, yeah. So like, you learn Filipino. Because I mean, you're that's all you're doing every single day, all day, and just you're fully immersed. People. You're fully yeah. immersed. So mm-hmm. it's like it's it's easy to not easy but you pick it up a lot quicker you better it's yeah. not like a it's not like a college class you go twice a week it's for not like two Duolingo hours lingo
2: where it's 10 minutes a day but
3: probably. yeah anyway I mean, our situation is like very very special right like you can't in most people's lives like you can't just drop everything and just go spend two years living with you know, a certain group of people or whatever. Yeah. And if you were to do that, you would pick up the language very quickly. Yeah.
1: So were you shell shocked? Yes.
3: For sure. Have have you
1: been like to a third world country prior
3: to that? Nope. No. I uh hadn't left the country. Um I've been to, you know, a few since then. I've been to Thailand. I've been to, you know, certain parts of Mexico that are a little more third world and
1: but it's hilarious when you come across places where you visit, and then you're like, "Damn, the U.S. is kind of third world, dog." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true, yeah. <laughs> it's there's, like, there's some places bro, in the fix U.S. your roads, dog. That's <laughs> Hawaii, dude. For real, man.
3: <laughs> no, that's straight up Hawaii. Yeah, but um, Sick. yeah, I was definitely shell shocked for sure. Um, and again, not being able to see anything, like, <laughs> oh yeah, just being like homesick all the time. As soon as like the smoke cleared up, I was like, man, this place is you know, kind of cool actually. really cool like <laughs> this is a beautiful place and that's the people are super cool i i always joke that like the first week i was there um i was speaking english but i couldn't understand anybody yeah. like their english is just it's just very different right like their english different... is english <laughs> i feel that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah i yeah. can say that yeah. for you. so um <laughs> but uh yeah it was a good experience, though.
1: So, with all like the amalgamation of all the different uh, peoples, like indigenous peoples and cultures, there did that make it hard for you to uh, learn that one language because there are so many different types? Or yeah. like how how often in the day did you run into somebody who spoke something else? Like, did everyone speak Malaysian? Uh, Malay?
3: Yeah, generally, if they had if they went to school, and I mean, a lot of kids dropped out of school there. You know, some kids who just didn't go um but yeah pretty much anyone that was educated had been to school they could speak malay and okay um that wasn't usually an issue um but yeah i mean you would run t- literally everybody spoke more than one language which was crazy that's to me wild.
1: that's pretty common i feel like outside the u.s outside yeah. the u.s yeah. way yeah. more common
3: uh-huh. yeah here it's like i'm
1: bilingual i was like whoa and <laughs> yeah. outside it's like i'm bilingual it's like bro you're dumb grow (laughs) up only know two languages like what is this (laughs) my my
3: wife she speaks like six there you go it's crazy (laughs) like she can yeah she's chinese yeah but she was born in malaysia um her grandma was cantonese so she knows Mm -hmm. some cantonese her dialect that she spoke at home was called Hokkien. it's like taiwanese Mm -hmm. and then she speaks mandarin and know. Malay and Ebon and English, so it's like I don't know. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Like I yeah. can't. I just can't. And she's always like, yeah, I don't know it very well. I'm like, but you can converse with people. Like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're good. You know. Like, and how many do you speak? I speak two. Broke boy. Yeah. Broke boy, I know. I gotta and I gotta start learning some Chinese or something, or else my kids are gonna start making fun of me at some point in the future. Like oh, speaking yeah, Chinese, are. and I, I gotta get a you gotta of the know curve. what they're saying. Yeah. They've got that, like you know developmental learning like when they're little they can just like pick it up super yeah, fast, super fast. Know, i've got a long road ahead of me if i want to learn chinese yeah you're screwed. that's true you better start now yeah <laughs> so are there a lot of uh
1: westerners in malaysia
3: <laughs> yeah there are actually there's a lot in west malaysia most of them i usually work in like oil or gas like companies uh,
2: we're not talking like dom status dirty old no. men no no okay there's
3: okay. i mean that does exist but i, I feel like I never ran into that very much, um, but I I wasn't looking for that either. So I, I guarantee that that's, I wasn't looking for it either. It know. was everywhere. Dude. Yeah. I, I think probably in the Philippines, it might be more of a thing. I think there was more of a U.S.
1: presence in the Philippines. Yeah. So I feel like it was easier for Americans to go there because we were there mm-hmm. already. Yeah.
3: Malaysia, the U.S.
1: hasn't been there a ton. No.
3: Not like really. historically. Yeah. Historically, not very much. Um, but yeah, like most of them work for like Shell Oil or like Petronas oh, okay. or like yeah. What the, I gotta work for Petronas, dog. I know. Dude. Uh, uh, okay,
1: quick questions about Malaysia. Is it is there like jungle, mm-hmm. and, and then straight up
3: like big city? It can. And is that close or is it like you know what I'm saying? It depends. Some places, yes. Um, like Kuala Lumpur, not so much. Not so much like jungle. Some of the places I served in Sarawak were much more that way. Like it'd just be like, kind of like a developed pocket and then just like jungle straight up jungle. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, is it politically, is there political unrest in Malaysia? Um, yeah, kind of there is like, I think most people aren't very happy with the way the governments ran, but, um, I think Malaysia has something like two or 300 different political parties, (laughs) but yeah, it's wild. Like they have an insane amount of, um, political parties but and it's, it's they really different. need to move to two because I works so well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we know yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's i think um and it's because like they have different ideas right they'll be uh-huh. like i agree with this but i also don't like that so they make their own party right and they like <laughs> and so you get all like these different parties and then it's a party. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I'm not an expert on that. So no, no, I, don't, just, I don't know anything really about, like, the way it's the government. Also, I this just, might is, be – Do people. they have a president? They have a prime minister. Prime oh, minister. PM, baby. I'm they did sure. break off from
2: – like, Britain was there, right? Uh-huh. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So they
3: have a prime minister, and I'm pretty sure most of, like, the decision-making on who's the next prime minister comes within the government, like – I think, like, people can vote, but I don't think it really matters. Like, I think, like, <laughs> the government just chooses, like, who... They find
2: that extra 130,000 votes. Over yeah, America.
3: yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I think they, um, yeah, most of the time they just choose, right? They'll yeah. just be like, yeah, we we know you guys like this guy, but, you know, this Whoop. is the guy. <sighs>
1: yeah. Real quick, I'm, I am going to throw in a disclaimer, even though I said we should stop doing that. Uh, This, everything we're talking about is, like, through the lens of an yeah. American kid a go, going over there. <laughs>
3: white American yeah so it's like yeah obviously if things are wrong
1: let us know educate us we'd
3: like to hear but yeah um I think I have a little leeway my wife is Malaysian yeah you have so. a pretty credible
1: source yeah, like. yeah.
3: <laughs> so um but yeah it's a it's wild
1: what things are uniquely uh, Malaysian like uh any tropes or like can you pick out somebody who's Malaysian in a crowd as opposed to somebody who's Indo or Filipino
3: or, yeah, that's really hard. I mean, you something don't see they do a lot or say of Malaysians here. You do find more Indonesians, um, for uh, sure. Yeah, it's they, just yeah, a, it's do. a bigger country. Like they have way more people. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, Malay and Indonesian is very similar. It's like eighty percent the same. So, like if an Indonesian walked up to me, I could speak with them, right? Uh. um, like they just use like a couple words differently. Uh, but one thing that's like I think specifically Malaysian is they say la. like a lot at the end of like stuff like, like go la, do this la. like they say la at the end of like everything hmm. and so like that that's very Malaysian like that like for sure.
1: What do Malaysians clown on Malaysians for? Like being <laughs> and what fat, are they clowning like dumb? And what are they clowning your, on your mom for or like a foreigner? Yeah, oh.
3: ev- everything. I mean, Malaysians are just like brutally honest right and i think that's the same for a lot Southern of Asian, like, like, asians southeast yeah like southeast asia, 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 asia in general yeah, it's yeah. like they're like man you look fat like and you're just like okay yeah i I, you got a haircut your and feedback. you're like
1: 30 pounds heavier yeah
3: like, <laughs> that one sounds like it came from somewhere yeah. specific, <laughs> personal experience yeah and you know and in, a, in a way like i think it's kind of refreshing yeah. like it's nice People just speak their minds. Like I think here, people try and toe the line a little too much sometimes. And you know, obviously, it's for good interest, right? You want. We must have a respect. ton of
1: Malaysians in our uh, reviews on I, on, <laughs> 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 on iTunes. Just kidding. Okay, so you're like in Malaysia. You're learning the language. You're finding the dope spots to eat. You, you're talking to the people. Did you? At what point did you start? Like, did you were you the type of missionary who immersed himself in learning the culture as well as just like why you were out there?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um initially no, right? Like when I first got there, I was very like tiptoeish about like the culture and not really sure if I like liked being there. Yeah, but then as I got to know more people, you know, you're like, oh, I shit, was like, this place <laughs> is dope, you know. Yeah. And I and that's when I like fully jumped in um yeah what was it for you is there one thing or was it just like a momentum um something i really liked it's just how quickly you could connect with people like i would meet people for the first time and it, it was like we were just buddies right like we'd been hanging out for years right and didn't matter what religion they were like we couldn't teach muslims but like i had so many muslim friends that like were my neighbors or whatever you know i'd like ride my bike down the street. See a guy outside working in his garden or whatever, and just go visit him. Be like, "Hey, you want some help? And, you know, help him pick some stuff in his garden. He'd give us some food, and then we would leave, right? You know." So it was just <laughs> cool. Like we were just just hanging out with people. Um, felt like you were just like part of the family. Yeah. I don't know, and I think that's kind of similar in a lot of ways to other Polynesian cultures. Like in the Philippines, it's probably similar in some ways, and um, yeah. I don't know. I mean again i wasn't in the philippines i wasn't you know but <laughs> just
1: to uh, i kind of yeah. want to give a little commentary on like the mormon mission especially because we have a lot of non mormon listeners take religion out of it serving a mormon mission is one of the most wild experiences you'll ever have and it's like insanely unique yeah. i would say oh yeah and just like the situations you find yourself in and the interactions you're having with human humans are like so like so unique and on an, on a separate level than like anything else you'll ever experience. So it's like, it's hard to convey what that's like, but you truly do have this opportunity where you kind of insert yourself into people's lives at the deepest level where you're talking about what they believe in, what they believe, like the foundation of what drives them to do things and like where they think they're going and how they interact with family. So at the very least, like I think it kind of gets like, dismissed or blotted out because we're seen as like religion pedal pushers who just like go door to door, which Mm -hmm. like sometimes that's the case. But for a lot of missionaries, I think there's a turning point where you realize there's a deeper thing going on when you're out here and you really are just like learning about people and learning about yourself Mm -hmm. and witnessing just like
3: different scenarios played out (laughs) right in
1: front of your face in like the realest way you've ever seen.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think like the older I get, the more I realize everyone like needs help in a certain way. And like on my mission, you know, near the end of it, it was more about just like, like making someone's day. Yeah. And like, you know, teaching them about Jesus or whatever. That
1: becomes almost secondary. And it's about just
3: like, yeah, making real connections. Yeah. Just make the the connection, talking to the person, seeing if they need anything. Right. Like, and you know, at the beginning, you know, a lot of missionaries will go through the motions and they have ulterior motives, right? Like, I'm going to baptize this person. But near the end of my mission, it just became like, you know, I just want to help that guy. You know, he might be struggling, might have a bad day or whatever. Mm. Just want to be nice and, you know, help him out. Dope. So I hear you have a history lesson for us. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me grab my phone. So everyone
1: uh, sit up, pay attention. Yeah. So There's um, going to be a
3: quiz. There's a quiz. quiz. Write some notes. Yeah, you better be <laughs> taking notes. Yeah, just kind of wanted to like share some fun facts about Malaysia first and then like you know jumping in our right, little history lesson here. Yeah, so these are some things I wrote down. Uh fun fact Malaysia is the food capital of the world.
2: Food capital. Food capital so world. are we talking about like what, what does, does that I mean? Crazy rich <laughs> Asians the where food, it's like that.
3: The food is amazing okay. and it's very diverse. Like there's just so many different oh, kinds of foods because okay, there's okay. so many different cultures, right? Like you have a mixture of all these different cultures, <sighs> different flavors, right? So, look, you got to go to Malaysia. And when you go, tell Vine me because I'll go with to you. Malaysia.
1: You. Yeah, for real, look it up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, shoe designer Jimmy Chu oh, from yeah, Malaysia. Yeah. Yeah. And also the movie director James Wan. He did like Oof. The Conjuring. Yeah. Insidious. Oh. He did. Yeah. And Saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's So he's from Malaysia. Uh, it's We've talked about it before. Two separate land masses, right? Separated by East and West Malaysia. 67% Muslim. Um, some states still have how kings. Did, how did that happen? which one how muslim, muslim?
1: yeah the muslim influence oh
3: yeah um it's a really good question i think i have no idea <laughs> i just know there's a lot of them i think the influence probably came from the middle east and they kind of like traveled in that way like near like pakistan nepal and like came in i'm just curious like what the history was that that yeah i pushed mean that. that's a really good question i'd have to you know look it up i'm not too sure um and that's okay and that's okay. I just yeah, there's a lot of them. A lot of really nice people. You know, like a lot of Muslims are just good people.
1: I just found real quick. Uh, uh, it started with uh, traders, uh-huh. with Arab traders, uh, in starting in the seventh century. So they've been You've in Malaysia. they have been there forever. Yeah, <laughs> Islam's been been in Malaysia for a long, yeah. long time.
3: I think that also like bled into Indonesia as well. Indonesia is mm. also yep. very yeah. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Cool. And then you were saying there are kings and queens in some states? Yeah, they're still kings
3: in some states. Damn. Um, I don't think they do much. much? <laughs> I think they just what king or queen does. Yeah, they their title is Raja. So oh, Damn. You know, okay. I think wasn't it Raja was the name of the, the tiger, tiger in yeah. Aladdin? Oh yeah. shoot. Oh, same, no. same really? Same. I yeah, would not same know.
1: Same. I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, this is kind of a this is kind of an unknown fact, joke. but DJ has like not seen any Disney I know. movies. So that's okay. Uh, we're going to quiz them sometime.
3: Anyway, <laughs> next fact. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, the stinkiest fruit in the world. Dude. Durian. Durian.
2: Durian's gross. Durian grow. is...
3: Oh, man.
1: Dude, I, our complete psychopath flabby of a ass friend, cheeks. Kevin... Ordered a durian pizza. Dude, I was there, bro.
2: I was there. And (laughs) I was like, I don't know if this is a great idea. That sounds like a a a crime against humanity.
1: And if you think we're being dramatic, durian is outlawed in a lot of buildings because they're like, "Yo, (laughs) yo, this shit.
3: Smells. Yeah. Smells like in, shit. Yeah. In Singapore, if you go on the subway, they have like signs, no durian. <laughs> like if you bring durian in, like you'll be fine, like five hundred bucks. Ooh, it's damn. like it's legit. Yeah, it's a real thing. Straight
2: up we had like a piece each, and then we're like, no. And we <laughs> yeah. went next door and got ramen instead.
3: Yeah. Durian to me, I can eat it. Um initially when I first had it, like I wanted to puke. Like the the texture, <laughs> the texture is like doughy like, like i don't know how else to explain it doughy, Yeah, it's like a like cotton mouth doughy like
2: hey here's the thing i had onion grass soup growing up so i feel like i can stomach <laughs> some terrible food i did not like durian durian's oh. rough it's yeah.
1: so don't shout out malaysia for durian no. <laughs>
2: that's Dur- a, but that's the thing L.
3: is durians i mean not durians <laughs> malaysians <laughs> love durian <laughs> yeah malaysians <laughs> love durian they're they're all about it like they can just scarf it down. You know, they love it. And it's apparently it's good for you. So I don't know. Um, I'd rather die. <laughs> 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 One thing I did hear a lot, though, was everyone told me, don't drink Coke after you've eaten durian or you'll die. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think it's Bro, real. So like, these Asians got and, those superstitions yeah. all the time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> They're like, you can't drink Coke after like the gas is too much. Like you pop your stomach, you'll Whoa. die. Filipinos
1: would be like, I can't pray right now. It's like, why? It's like, because it's raining. Dude, yeah, we'll get past what though? is the connect? <laughs> How did she draw those dots? Like the line the, between those the dots prayer will hit the thing. Is it going up to God? Or yeah. something. it's like harder to get yeah. to yeah. God. Yeah, <laughs> to dodge all the
3: drops. On that, on that note, I just have a question. in In the Philippines, like before someone, like when you ever met with someone, the guys like ever shirtless, just like all the like oh, in Malaysia, like all the time. Like yeah, all yeah. The, time well, guys the women were, are shirtless. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a different story. Yeah, but same yeah so
2: it's just so hot it's just like no, I'm no not i don't blame shirts, them shirts nothing no i don't
3: blame them at all but yeah like we'd, we'd show up to people's houses and they they wouldn't be wearing a shirt and you know be like hey we're gonna pray and they'd like leave the room and go get a shirt and come back they can't pray with the shirt they can't put they can't pray with the shirt off they have to pray with the shirt
1: that is true <laughs> hawaii is kind of like that too so i was kind of used to it like people just walk around shirtless and barefoot like in stores like uh-huh. it's normal <laughs> Like so just came from the beach and this dude's all sandy. <laughs>
2: yeah, bro. Same for Kentucky, dude. <laughs> <laughs> different reasons, yeah, but yeah. different. <laughs> you know. Different, but same. Yeah, same. one was with his
3: sister. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you know orangutans, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, the I monkeys. Do. Yeah, you you know know them. I know from I know them. You know <laughs> them. <laughs> Our orange brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where the word comes from? No idea. Sounds yeah, like I mean, Malaysia. It is Malaysia, what? actually. What does it mean? Um, Orangatong. Or- Orangutan um yeah so orang means person and hutan means jungle so it's jungle, jungle person, person. Oh, no. J- jungle person is that problematic
1: should we cancel that or are we good um, don't <laughs> no, don't dude. tell twitter i want to be monkey <laughs> actually you can
2: now you i know. want to be monkey you can't just <laughs> You can't just go around, like, assuming people's <laughs> yeah. location. There's Jungleness. a jungle
3: person. <laughs> There's a jungle person. Be careful. Um, Crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, that's
1: weird. That's just like, all right, we all we all do that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the We'll one. do Malaysian's Everyone version of, of the name. <laughs> yeah,
3: because I think the orangutans are actually, like, native to Borneo. So, like, oh. I'm guessing maybe people showed up and the natives are like, yeah, it's just like that jungle guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like,
2: <laughs> like what do you call that? Like...
3: What do you call that? No. Oh, it's, it's the jungle guy, right? Like, <laughs> no, I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> I really don't know. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I see yeah, I can see where that comes from. Yeah, I I you know, again, this is me not Malaysian, just talking out of my ass, like forget about it. <laughs> but uh so anyway, yeah, the next thing is the largest flower in the world grows in Malaysia. Oh,
2: damn. Okay. It's,
3: yeah, it's this really big, pretty flower. Look it up. I got to see it. Yes. It's called a... It's a GD Pokemon. Rafflesia. R-A-F-F. Good luck, mate. L-E-S-I-A.
1: Sounds like one of the Ninja Turtle brothers. <laughs> Bro,
4: this oh, of, oh is is Pokemon. Pokemon. this up is, is a Pokemon. Pokemon. This is, is
1: a vile plume, I think. Dog. <laughs> 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 That's a, a
3: child. Yeah. They're like sitting in a flower. Yeah, they're huge. Incredible. Oh, damn. Incredible! I, I learned this today. See, no. same, same. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same, same, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is the same. Holy moly. That's crazy. Wild, wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, it smells really bad. Like, Gosh, it smells like rotten meat is what people say. Oh, so if you ever see one, just like keep your distance. I never, I never saw one. <laughs> yeah. but. I doubt. Our listeners are going to see one, but yeah, thank you. For that, <laughs> for that one yeah. person, you know, who's yeah. in Singapore or Malay. I don't know about Singapore. Like, Wait a minute. I heard this on 3 a.m. Yeah. If you ever <laughs> see one of those, just, just uh, steer clear. Word. Use your Zoom it's function. It's parasitic. Oh, oh shit. What does that mean? I'm just going to eat you, bro. I don't know. Like, the like it breaks. Shit I think. Down. It, um, the smell attracts like flies and stuff. So that you like. Oh, it's like flies. carnivorous? Yeah, I think yeah, so, bro. It's a predator.
1: That's scary, dude. Filed that's big wild scary. Here just yeah. Used attack. <laughs> On
3: flies. You have more? Yeah, I got a few more. <laughs> Keep going. Borneo's. The, uh, we talked about this, but Borneo is the fourth largest island in the world. Time. Cool. Um, the top portion, Sarawak, is owned by Malaysia. Okay. 26 different ethnic groups live in Sarawak. Damn. That make up 40% of Sarawak's population. Crazy. Mm. Um, so that's like Iban's Dusuns, whatever. Like Milano tons of them hmm. of course yeah, do you have a question no okay um in all of borneo there are 300 different tribes damn do they and, war uh they did the ebons killed a lot of people <laughs> not ebon's, anymore yeah ebon's, not fighting? ebons i think make up like 60 percent of like the um, because yeah, they indigenous little, tribes because <laughs> anyway more history to come don't they don't worry. they're not fighting anymore no they're not fighting anymore they're or I they mean, just, well, just they fight over. about they like, which, like like battle team, like, <laughs> like break dance <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> they break dance like they, they fight about which soccer team's gonna win the World Cup and oh yeah no stuff like that sense. but but um yeah the and I also learned this that in the jungles of Kalimantan Kalimantan's like part of Borneo that's like just jungle like if you search Borneo or just Kalimantan it's K-A-L-I-M-A-N-T-A-N. Kalimantan uh, Kalimantan but it's a portion of Borneo, basically, that's undeveloped, right? So mm. there's just this jungle where there are there have been reported groups of people that haven't
1: uncontacted, Yeah, uncontacted. <gasps> yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, you're
3: wondering if there's any places left that are yeah. pretty much. On they that. Don't so know, Michael. Jackson. There are still uncontacted tribes in Kalimantan and. They think that most of them are cannibals. So holy, holy shit. shit. So yeah, if you want to it,
1: why is like every uncontacted tribe cannibal?
2: Because
3: <laughs> yeah, like, no one's out, trying bro. to go in there and <laughs> yeah. get eaten, bro. Yeah, so God. this is legitimately like Indiana Jones <laughs> out here.
1: <laughs> Just like be kind. Yeah. Goodness, yeah. <laughs> um
3: yeah, next thing is that uh there's a mountain in the top part of Sarawak called Mount Kinabalu. Um, it's the highest mountain in Borneo, Ooh,
2: right, and right.
3: it's also considered sacred. Oh, um, I kind of want to learn more about this too. I haven't dive too much into it, but I'd pull up a few things that I'll share with you guys. So it says that Mount Kinabalu is also sacred to the Kadazan and the Dusun people. They're the two most prominent tribes in that area. Um, they believe that after they pass away, their souls travel up through heaven um and they but they need to spend some time at the top of mount kinabalu before you know they make their way to the afterlife. Huh. Um so they would bury their Ooh, their that dead. Looks dope. Yeah, mount kinabalu is really pretty. It's a super cool place. That's wild. Um one of my bucket lists. I want to climb that. To now. hike that. Yeah. So when you when you go Sean take me. I'll go with you. Let's go. <laughs> I found flights for
2: 875. How about <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not bad at all.
3: Um, yeah. So they, they would bury their dad like facing the mountain. Oh, I thought you were gonna say up there. I was like, no. I was gonna damn. say it. Damn. No, like, they would, no one else died they they would bring them up there. And this hike actually um They're all used, small, so it's easy to carry them up. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this hike, um, the elevation gain's like really steep, right? So usually they'll do it in like two days. Like you go, you have to go with a guide. They go and they have like a lodge up there that you can stay oh. and then like Early, early in the morning, like two, or three o'clock in the morning, you like hike to the top. You can see the the sunrise. Um, kind of dope. It's very cool. Yeah, but they would um, the locals would bury their dead facing the mountain so that their Sick. souls would travel up to the top of the mountain and on to the afterlife. Nice. I also found out in 2015 there was a group of tourist hikers that were there and they decided to take a picture naked at the top. Um. Straight to jail, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, they, oh, they yeah. served. The, <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> six days after they took that picture, there was an earthquake that killed 18 people. Oh, shoot. Oh.
2: That's because of them.
3: Yeah. And so one member of the local Dusun community said that. What were uh, they wearing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 no, he said that. Uh, Spirits don't like what they did. Oh, okay. That's all he said. Wait, yeah. who said that? Just one of the members of a local community there said the spirits don't like what they did.
2: Your boobs have angered mountain gods,
3: bro. Yeah. That's the papers
2: in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, it uh, did something else to the uh, mountain gods. I, I
3: think they said. I think they spent like three months in prison or jail. Damn, not worth it. Yeah. So wasn't worth it. Um, <laughs> These granolas, man. Yeah. So if if you ever do go to Mount Kinabalu, don't yeah, just don't, leave your clothes on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, leave your clothes on and uh, be respectful. Like a good idea, dude. Uh, no,
1: here I'm gonna be. I'm gonna double down on that. If you travel, be respectful. I mean, don't be a that's damn though. <laughs> Whenever I travel and we're like around the world, and if you see an asshole, it's so annoying. I'm like, you're ruining it for everyone else. No, you mean so literally? Stop doing or? It. Both, yeah. bro. <laughs> Keep your buttholes covered and don't be a dickhead. Be you're, respectful. You're, yeah. Don't you're climb
2: right. on shit. I, I would say it's we true. could even double, double, double down. Just be respectful in general, dude. Oh. Yeah, it's just, hey, Even when
1: you're not traveling, be respectful.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sean's right. True. Um, okay. Now I'm going to dive more into like the, um, Special stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, like, wait, like, like scary, like spooky, a little bit. We're getting a little, little bit, we're ramping it up. All right, we're gonna uh, get there. Oh, yeah. All right,
1: so Hit it, Sean. Sean's lighting the fire. Thank you, Sean. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy. In a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com/slash3am, and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp hel
2: slash 3 am So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality.
5: That's how a scam begins people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found.
3: So in Malaysia, they have what are called BOMOs. Bomos? They're like witch doctors. Um, The word for witch doctor is BOMO. BOMO. Basically, I before I like I talk about the scary stuff they do, I want to show you this video. So back in 2000, it's the anyway, yeah. you know. Um back in 2000, I think it was 13 or 14. Um do you hear about that plane that went missing? Yes. Yeah. Like MH370 that went missing? Yes. Bro, I've heard so much about that. Yeah. Did you ever see the video of the witch doctor? No. No. Okay. It's probably not what you expect, but um we got to yeah, watch this. See the let's see this video. So if you search Bomo, this is what you're going to find, okay? <laughs> Can you explain what they're doing? Um no. You just have to watch. <laughs> so these guys they're they're performing some kind of a ritual right here with these
0: coconuts.
1: <laughs>
0: <Woo>!
3: <laughs> Allah. But that's basically it. So what that video is like, it, it's more of like a joke than anything because um most Malaysians actually, when they saw that, they're like, "This is ridiculous." Like, oh. <laughs> it was more—it was like grandstanding, performative. It was a performative, right? This, a performative <laughs> thing, right? Like they were out there just trying to like. They said, "Like I think they said it's I in, don't know like, hit those uh, shits together or something." I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> they. Uh, I think yeah, they said like they were gonna find it like
1: the next if you're, day. If you're just listening, we just saw three Malaysian dudes in suits.
3: Uh, like coconuts and kind coconuts. Of like
1: kind of set them together and then like one of them was pretending
3: to row yeah and so by doing this ritual they uh, you know they were saying that we're gonna find the plane obviously they didn't find the plane um and and so it kind of became like a laughing stock so BOMOs though they they kind of are a little spookier in some ways um Just so that wasn't a legit systems. BOMO that probably was but I don't know like, like it's more of like a yeah like yeah like Peter Popoff of Bomo's. He found, they found him on Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the um, Bomo's, they are kind of like um, witch doctors in a way like medicine men, right? Hmm. Um, the ones that practice medicine and sometimes other things like black magic and stuff. So you have the ones that are focused more on like healing, right? Like the ones that use traditional medicines. Um, a lot of them will do these like massages on people. Um, but they also have like very strange rituals that they'll do on people. So one thing I learned is that some BOMOs use cemeteries to summon spirits to fulfill requests. Hmm. So it is said that sometimes Bomo selects the spirit, while other times the spirit selects the Bomo. So um, uh,
1: to fulfill requests, mm-hmm. such
3: as such as spirits are used to heal the sick sometimes. Or to seek missing persons or even investigate reasons for bad luck. Huh. So people will hire these Bomos, you know, figure out why they're sick, you know, why they didn't get the job, why whatever. Um, for benign, you know, benign stuff, like stuff that doesn't matter too much. So it is kind of like Fiverr. Mm-hmm. In a way, yeah. <laughs> you're not completely wrong, DJ. Except if you're it's hiring Uber. hiring the spirits to oh, it's graveyard fiber. figure it out for <laughs> 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 Graveyard Fiverr. But uh yeah, so but spirits can also be used to attack. Is what it says. Oh, so nice. spirits can be used to attack people, cause sickness and misery, and many other bad things. Oh shit! I'm sorry, um, <laughs> I thought you said in Missouri. I was like, that's oh, so no, that's specific. Bad. Dog.
1: <laughs> um, wait. So these rituals. Do you know what goes on in these rituals?
3: Um, Personally, no, and uh-huh. um, i I've heard a little from my wife when she was younger. Her family. I mean, she's a member of. Our church, but at the, when she was younger, they weren't right. But she grew up in Malaysia, right? She grew up in Malaysia, okay. and so when they got sick, sometimes they would go visit like these medicine men, or sometimes women as well. Um, and they would, for her, they had this weird ritual where they like they like suck on your nipple, like they like suck on your nipple. They like give you a massage, and then they like spit in your mouth, and then you're <laughs> like, what? What, what? ritual is that's called? called intercourse? <laughs> okay, <listen. laughs> Listen, I like and the I yeah, I don't know and sometimes Are those sometimes BOMOs you get that from I I don't know if she went to the right BOMO is or all her. I'm saying maybe it was the I right BOMO maybe maybe it was but you know a lot of times I hear people saying it like they tuck on your neck right um, kind of like a, like a vampire or something oh, um, damn, but dude. the idea is they're like drawing out like the toxin and that's what they say they're doing hmm. and then sometimes they would like draw out the toxin and then they like spit out like pins or like nails out of their mouth what wait after sucking on your neck yeah nails come out yes that's crazy and to me i i don't know how much like i put into that you know that could just be like sleight of hand right like she already has the nails in there whatever but i mean um this is what That's what they believe. Yeah, that's that's what's going on, and that's something that did happen for my wife when she was younger. You know, or like they'll they'll suck on your shoulder, they'll pull out these rocks, pull out nails, whatever. You know, different objects. So that's yeah, that's one thing they do. There was a there's kind of this like folklore story that was passed around in my mission about. About a Bomo. Let's hear it. These are the best. Yeah, these are these are sweet. <laughs> I think this actually happened in my mission. Yeah. This happened no, in, every, in <laughs> my, this my is something for sure. This is something that happened in every mission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's hear it. I heard this in the MTC about so happening in Madagascar, and then it also happened in my mission. So I don't know if it's real <laughs> or not. But the idea was there was so there's this guy. He um was meeting with the missionaries, right? They met this guy, and he – Talking to them, and he was getting to the point where he liked what they were sharing. He wanted to come to church, but he had a problem. And that problem was two years ago, he had met with one of these BOMOs. He had broken his ankle, like really, really bad. Um, And so he went to this BOMO, told him to fix it. BOMO said he would fix it, but for a price. Like the price was you couldn't step foot in any Christian establishment, right? You can't go to church. Um, so the guy in pain, you know, he says, yes, I'll, you know, fix me, whatever, fix my ankle anyway. So they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you know, you should just come to church. Your ankle's fine. Nothing's going to happen. You just come to church. Like, it's all going to be good. And the moment, like the minute he stepped foot in the church, his ankle broke again, collapsed on the ground. DJ, you should see a Bomo. (laughs)
1: Only if you can suck my nipples. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, that's my Western mindset thinking like this is, uh, that's like, yeah, uh, I've never heard of that. Because if I'm like seeking help, I guess if I'm seeking help from a witch doctor or a medicine man, like kind of a lot of things are on the table. It's true. Like, you know, so. Yeah. At that point, you're just
3: kind of like you're not gonna be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa this is
1: weird." Like, you, know, like,
4: <laughs>
3: like, you want to be
1: <laughs> so uh, apologize. Yeah, <laughs> no, I feel that. Yeah, uh,
3: I'm gonna go ahead and say,
1: I've heard that story before. Yep. I'm gonna say, <laughs> all, yeah, that's
3: probably happened in every mission.
1: But nonetheless, that is like the nature of like the people's understanding of them. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yep. Another thing they do is they'll make love potions. Ooh, yeah. that's tight. Where can we get those? It's not that as tight as you think. Um, the way that it works, um, they tell women, basically, to get a pot of rice. It's called nasi Kong which means, like, crotch rice. And, and let me just preface that, right? I'm just going to tell you right now. That's what they called me in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it works is, you know, while the rice is cooking or whatever, the the lady would not be wearing pants, squatting over the rice, and then all of the stuff, the fluids and stuff, would drip into the rice. And then oh. they feed it to the man, and then he became kind of like subservient man, to the man. This his is wife. Malaysian midsummer. Yeah, dude. dude that's yeah. a thing in midsummer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So she would, you know, do this, feed her husband, and then he would become like subservient, like, you know, beta. have to do everything. Yeah, beta. You <laughs> have to do everything that she simp. said. It's a simp potion. It's a simp potion. <laughs> yep. And so there's, I mean, there's movies about that, like Malaysia movies. None of them are good. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend watching them. Is um, it
2: better than *Lamageddon*? Because that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, maybe. Okay, no, I, I haven't can seen I could probably like, make movies. it through it then.
3: But yeah, it's uh, yeah, Bomo's are weird. They do kind of crazy stuff. My wife was telling. They should me. make that a TikTok challenge. <laughs> 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 oh no!
1: It's a love potion challenge. Anyway, I'm gonna. Um, move, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, everyone's my, like let's pause and move on <laughs> no, but yeah my um my wife was telling me because you know i was looking into bomas and stuff and trying to figure out more information for how the, did she feel about that was she excited for you or was she um, like bro you probably should yeah, that's a good question she was kind of just like in the middle like she i don't think she was that worried because okay. i mean here we're kind of uh, far away from far mystery. away from that stuff so <laughs> yeah she wasn't too worried okay um But uh, yeah, I was talking to her and she said, because originally I thought only men were Bamos, right? But she was telling me that there are women who are Bamos too, like the one that she went to that sucked on her shoulder and pulled out the nails. Yeah, there are women. And a lot of times, you know, there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's The bad ones, they want to turn into kind of this vampire, like is their ultimate goal. It's crazy. So they're called Panangalan, I think. (laughs) Panangalan Pen- 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 Penan- <laughs> is a female vampire. And they would, in order to become this female vampire, you were supposed to bathe in vinegar. Wow. If you search a picture, yeah, it's the idea is you're this head, like a disemboweled head with oh, like all of your entrails.
2: Just like trailing just behind
3: f- you. Like floating. They
1: have that in the Philippines too. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think that's, that's There's the, the Japanese. There is. Yeah, yeah, Japanese yeah. <laughs> And so these um, these female BOMOs a lot of the times wanted to become one of these. And the way that you supposedly do it is by taking baths in vinegar where it would, like, without your head in the water. So it would kind of get rid of everything else, but keep your head. And they would they would go out and they would prey on, like, little children and stuff. yeah oh, <laughs> So that's probably something you guys could dive into in a separate episode. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of interesting stuff. There's other folklore creatures. One's called a toil. It's like a spirit of a stillborn child. Oh. Um, Like a little gremlin. Uh, (laughs) Kodak, black. Yeah. Um, There's another one called a long suit. It's a ghost of a woman who died giving birth to a stillborn child. A lot of them deal with stillborn children, which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, And then another is a pontianak, which is the ghost of a stillborn female child. So... (laughs) Bro, they have every single one. Yeah, they have they have all of them. And even when I was doing research, I, I pulled up a page, you know, folklore, Malaysia or whatever, and there was like you know so many. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't share all of them. So those are a few I picked out. So let me let me for a second. Let me take you to our history lesson for the day. All right? Hell yeah! So it's the morning of December seventh, nineteen forty one. Oh frick! Where are we?
4: We're, depends, we're
1: depends
3: which side you're pop. on. Yeah. It
2: depends on who. Yeah.
1: In <laughs> the skies or <laughs> online. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, as we know, that's when Pearl Harbor happened. That's when my birthday is too, actually. Oh, um, Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And um, that's, that's inappropriate, Charles. <laughs> Coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's also when the Japanese invaded Malaysia. Oh, whoa. Gee. Damn, we Malaysia got no shine for that. Day. My bad, yeah. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah, this is uh, something not many people know about. To teach us. I didn't know anything about this either until my mission. So, yeah, I learned that on December 7th, the Japanese, while they were attacking Pearl Harbor, it was like, let's pull up, also pulled up on Malaysia. Damn. Um, and I think the reason, the big reason they attacked Pearl Harbor was to gain a stronger hold in the South China Sea um, in that area. So they thought Malaysia was kind of a good central point mm. for that. So they're like, let's go into Malaysia. Let's take it over. And while the U.S. is preoccupied with all this other stuff going on, we're going to take Malaysia, right? They didn't think it was going to be that big of an issue. So December 16th, about you know a week and a half later or whatever, they pull up to Sarawak. And that was probably the biggest mistake they could have made because have you ever heard of Ebon Headhunters?
2: Oh, what? Uh, no, t- teach us. How do you yeah, spell so Ebon?
3: I B A N. So they okay. pull up on Starwalk and that's when all hell breaks loose. Oh. you know, you, you imagine, have one of these pictures, huh? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um these guys. Damn. Okay, pull it up and I'm going to describe it. Ooh.
1: He's a bad A mofo. You oh my he's gosh, holding? he's just <laughs> casually holding heads. <laughs> yeah. So think. I don't know how to uh, I don't know how to describe this. Uh adorned in like ritualistic clothing, bare chested, mm-hmm. strong buff dude, and mm-hmm. he's just carrying heads. Four skulls, it looks like three skulls.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So oh. tough dude. Straight up looks like apocalypto. Yeah. Oh, dude, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's a
2: good, good example. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So yeah. these uh you know japanese pulled up and they they started um invading these jungles and at the time that was a, where all the tribes lived right in in uh, in borneo um, and so they just started going to town right like you imagine like you know kind of how the us was when we invaded vietnam like we're in their home, home turf we're advantage. in their home turf yeah, yeah. they know the jungle they know all that stuff um same thing you know for for japan when they invaded Sarawak so they
2: losing their minds. They came in
3: and they just started losing their heads more like it, but they got served. Yeah, um and they were there for 4 years actually, but they uh after 4 years they left. Um I couldn't I wanted to find how many died. I couldn't find it. But uh there's these long houses in Malaysia where Iban people live. It's kind of like a cultural like it's uh, very salmon. Mhm. Yeah, it's kind of like you, you put your whole family in there. Like, you put your cousins in there, your brothers, sisters, grandparents. You all live inside this long house. And um, you all have, like, a separate home, like, inside of the home. It's, like, Ooh. one giant home, but then it's almost like a motel, right? Like, you, uh, you walk in, and then there's just, like, doors. But then there's, like, a big area in the middle to, like, hang out. So, So you got, like, your family in there chilling. Um, but a lot of these... Long houses. If you go into them now, they'll have like chandeliers of human skulls, like Japanese skulls. Oh, so, it's, <laughs> oh man, I, man. Think, I think I sent a that picture. Is tough, my guy. Yeah, I sent like a couple of pictures to to DJ with a, a couple of those. But yeah, they're it was crazy. Like, cause I've I've been to a couple. Um, and gone in, and I've seen like the chandelier. And it's just seen them, yeah. I've Holy, seen them. bro! They're, new
1: goal, capture the flag. I want to go get one, <laughs> Steal it. bring it back.
3: If you bro, can- your head's
2: gonna end up on one of those, I'm a- you know what I'm saying?
3: But yeah, if you go to, um, yeah, if you go to like Kuching, um, if you're ever there, I think they have like a cultural village, and you can go in and they have like a longhouse with a, yeah, you can see one. Um, wow. But yeah, I think. Damn, this looks hella fun. All yeah. your cousins. Dude. Just
2: chilling. Big yeah. sleepover every night.
1: Question, how do you How do they bone? smash? <laughs> yeah, bro.
2: Yeah,
3: that's uh <laughs> just on display. Yeah. For, yeah, well, this is like the hangout, but then you got <laughs> your own rooms. Uh, uh, but I mean, uh, I still okay. think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not fun. But... <laughs> but I mean, yeah, you never know. Like... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, i seeing. Damn. Yeah.
1: Choo, so, yeah, that's a
3: that. goals that is definitely that is... Japanese school I could tell yeah <laughs> I can tell but um, yeah the uh, that's a little bit of history for you about Crazy. Sarawak you know and it kind of you know spurs into like the next mm. like part of my what I want to talk about and that's kind of like the paranormal stuff that um, people that I know have experienced and I think a lot of that stems from you know we've talked I think I've heard you guys talk about it before of like places that have kind of like bad history right you know like, like places residual energy and stuff. residual yeah, energy yeah, yeah. where maybe things have happened and you know the spirits are still there or whatever it may be uh and i think a lot of that kind of plays into you know here in malaysia and sarawak specifically i think there's a lot of um paranormal stuff that goes on because you know of all the the history that it has um and so i think what i want to share first is uh I got a question for you guys. Okay. i got a question. Actually, before I do that, let me tell one more story. Oh, okay. okay, okay. okay. Um, so when we were getting ready, me and DJ were talking, getting ready for me to come on. Um, we had like our initial phone call like a month or two ago. I can't remember. It was a while ago. And we have a really long onboarding process. So. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. but Hey, I'm here. Okay. It works. So you passed. I passed. Um, but yeah, that, that night after I got off the phone, um, I was just like hanging out in the living room. My wife was going to bed and uh, I, heard, I just hear her from the other room say, hey, babe, can you come here? Um, so I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Like, What's up? And I go in there and she just like has this like crazy expression on her face, like wide eyes. Looks like she just saw something and I'm like, hey, like, what's up? You know, like, is everything good? Um, She's like, can you sit next to me? I'm like, okay, I sit down. And I'm like, bro, I'm scared right now, dude. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll sit next to you. And I sit down. And I look at her and I say, you know, wh- what's going on? Like, um, you want to tell me, you know, what's going on? She's like, no. And I'm like, um, okay. Now I'm more worried, right? I'm like, what's going on here and I'm like is it you know is it a big deal you need to tell me something she's like no she's like I'll tell you in the morning I'm like oh no you're gonna God. tell me like yeah. right now because I'm not waiting <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to sleep if you tell me in the you know wait yeah, till the sure. morning and then in Malay like we never really talk to each other in Malay like sometimes we'll do but in Malay she says to me like said, say it in Malay you want me to say it in Malay first um yeah mm-hmm. kamu." Saying, he will hear you. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? like <laughs> what, what did you just say? <laughs> Who? Like, who's going to hear me? I'm like, I was like, someone upstairs. We live in a basement, right? Like, we live in a, we rent out a basement. So I'm like, someone upstairs, right? Like, someone's going to hear me? She's like, no. She's like, I'll tell you in the morning. And she just left me. Like I had to wait till the next like, day. How about we go to a hotel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like we can leave if you want to, yeah. you know, and um anyway, the next morning, I talked to her, and she was like, if I was laying there in bed and you know I was just on my phone or whatever, and I was facing in towards the bed, and you know she had about like a foot of space between her and the edge of the bed, and she said she felt someone sit down right behind her back. Mm. <laughs> She what? was too afraid to turn around. So she called my name and I came in. And anyway, after that it was You just sat on top. I sat on whatever was there, I guess. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I didn't feel anything. I didn't, you know, have any of weird feeling or anything until you know she told me he's gonna hear you. Um but yeah, that was uh, anyway, that happened. And since then, right. nothing. Nothing has happened. Um, we know that before us, there was a the people that we rent from. Uh, his mother lived in the house, and she passed away. I think uh. in in the like apartment that we're living in. You know, no, nothing weird. Like she was just old, and she just you know she just passed peacefully. I've never noticed anything weird until that. Huh. But <laughs> since then, you know, it's been a couple months. Nothing's happened. Everything's chill. But uh yeah, I thought that was something I should share. Cause that happened, you know, right after. So Bro, I'm just
2: imagining. Have you ever seen that movie Angels in the Outfield? hmm Where he like go comes and sits down on the bleachers on top of one of the angels <laughs> and like kind of morphs into Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm seeing right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was uh I gotta tell you, I was like stressed. That Man, is terrifying. And I was like so much anxiety. Like, what are you talking about? Like, who's going to hear me? Like, oh. <laughs> I can't see anybody. I can't hear anybody. Like, and then she just wouldn't tell me. I was oh, like, Oh my worse. goodness. That's, that's worse. It's worse. Not knowing. Uh-huh. Right. Like I was like, and then I'm just left there laying in bed. Like, can I even sleep? Like, I don't know. Now, what am I supposed to do? What do I do now? With this like, information. Like, yeah, like, what do I do? And she just like clocked out, you know, she, <laughs> I'm like, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> she's like, it's your problem now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of a pet ghost?
2: A pet ghost? Casper? That's what my first thought was. Yeah, Casper?
3: I mean, no, she, we haven't. Yeah. So <laughs> um, when I married my wife, she told me a story about how they have pet ghosts in Malaysia. Notably, her neighbor across the street of one of the places she lived, she said they had a pet ghost. And while they were living in that house, they had a lot of experiences with weird, Paranormal, sketchy stuff going on.
1: I have heard of a pet ghost. Really? And I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have. Okay. From one of our good friends, her name is Wren, and she's in this room with oh. us recording right now. And Wren might have a pet ghost. Don't you? Uh oh. What? Do you really quickly just want to talk about it, or no, not right now? Wait, come, come closer. Come to up. Yeah, come on to the mic.
5: Yeah, um, when I was moving into my apartment in college, it was probably like two-ish years ago. I was moving in, and I met Jeremy, my pet ghost. And then I actually served a mission, and he followed me on my mission. So he's he's friendly. He has a family. Um, but he was, he was trying to scare me at first. And uh, he was kind of like flickering the lights, and I'm like, I'm I'm moving in. I just need everything to be calm and chill. Um, And so I just talked to him, and he was just like, "I just have a family. It's like haunting season." I'm like, "You can live here. It's fine. But uh, just chill with the lights, please." So, anyways, we became good friends. But yeah, basically anything that kind of happens, that's weird. It's Jeremy. So, anyways,
1: how how did Jeremy come about? Like (laughs) the name and just the history. I don't know.
5: Um. I don't know. I just, uh, Jeremy, Jerry seemed fitting. I, th- I think I was thinking of, not like a guessing game of his name, but Jeremy seemed fitting and, and he didn't get upset with the name. So I, th- I think he liked it too. So anyways. Nice. Sorry.
1: Not to interrupt, but no, that was like, that's <laughs> it's just weird. This is the first time Ren's joined us in recording in studio. And yeah, I knew that about her. So that's crazy. So neighbors across the street. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so in Malaysia, it's called um, Banja or Bajang. I looked this up when I was doing research. They're called Bajang. Um, And again, this relates to a stillborn child. Um, They believe that it's, uh, you know, a spirit of a stillborn child. And if you take care of it, that it'll give you good fortune. It can be used to cause misfortune on others. Um, But if you forget to take care of it, then that'll it'll turn on against you you know how does one take (laughs) care of it great question so generally the way that they take care of it is they make sure every day that there are eggs and fresh milk in front of usually a shrine they have some sort of a shrine like with a picture Um, my wife when she was younger a teenager she worked for a telecommunications company I think they just sold cell phones just a fancy word, yeah. <laughs> but she, uh, you no know, key, yeah. sold cell phones and repaired cell phones. And her boss actually had a shrine in the workplace in the store. It was, you know, back behind, obviously, where people couldn't see. But they had this shrine, and every day, they, uh, she made my wife and you know other employees go back there and make sure that there was milk eggs and, and milk. eggs. That's lit. And um she's making
2: everyone else pay for mm-hmm, yeah. ghost. <laughs>
3: and so she uh one day forgot to you know, they forgot to do it, right? They forgot to put the eggs in the milk. And that day they had no customers. Like nobody oh, nobody came. Damn. No service. And, Bro, that's
1: uh hikey bullying. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, like the they mob, just dude. They, yeah, they just live there rent free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh they make you pay them to live there. It's true. And then, uh, so there's
3: some kind of toxic relationship yeah. going on right here. <laughs> but, uh, wild. Yeah. So her boss came in and asked him what's going on, you know? And then they found, she found out that they'd forgotten and she was like, don't ever forget again. Right. Like it was a big deal to her. And, you know, my wife who was younger at the time, didn't realize like why it was such a big deal. Right. Was that impactful to her or was she would, like, does she feel indifferent about it or, um, I think I don't know. My wife is just she kind of like blows things off like that. Like it's no big deal to her. Uh I think it probably did stick with her though because she you know did mention it with her neighbors, which I have another story about that. Um so I think it it probably did impact her in a way at least how her boss reacted to it, right? Having right. her boss Act like it was a big deal, made her feel like it was a big deal. You know, something that wasn't just kind of like um, going through the motions, right? Like there was actually something behind it. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you this is this next story uh, is kind of a combination of stories. It's a combination of my wife and her sister um, in three separate occasions in the same house. Ooh. So, and these are stories that. We, had, we recently had a conversation with her sister where we learned, you know, I had only heard my wife's story. We were telling her sister about it, and her sister's like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> I've got a couple of stories Oof. relating to that. So I'm going to jump in first with um. her name is Tasha, my my wife's um, sister. His name is Tasha, her older sister. And Tasha, for her, it was like a dark night, right? Um, she was hanging out downstairs in the living room. Their house kind of had two stories. There's like a main floor, and then you go up the stairs, and there's a few bedrooms, like three bedrooms and a bathroom. So she was hanging out downstairs in the living room. Uh, her mom was upstairs, and she was walking down the hallway. And as she was walking down the hallway, she was going to go to the bathroom before she went to bed. She walks down the hallway, and at the end of the hallway, she sees... Something move. She gets scared, right? She yells for Tasha. Says, Tasha, come upstairs. Right? Come upstairs. Come keep me company, you know, while I'm going to the bathroom or whatever. Just, you know, sit outside or whatever. So Tasha thinks her mom is just joking with her, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Like, she's just pranking me, right? So uh, she's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, goes up the stairs. Um, takes a seat at the top of the stairs right next to the bathroom. And her mom's in the bathroom, you know, she's sitting on the stairs, pulls out her phone. She's just looking at her phone, playing Candy Crush or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And she notices something move at the bottom of the stairs. And she looks and it slowly gets closer. And as it gets closer, she notices it's in the shape of a man. And it gets closer and closer, starts creeping up the stairs. And right as it's about to get to the middle of the stairs, it disappears. Whew. All right, next story. So, my wife is the focus of this story. It was um, a normal day, right? It was uh, hot, it was humid, probably like 90 degrees. And she was coming back from work, she was alone, she was the only one in the house. And being alone wasn't unusual. Right. So she thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get some housework done, you know, while my mom's gone, while my sisters are gone and surprise them a bit. So she goes in the kitchen, starts cleaning up and she goes over and she starts doing the dishes. And while she's doing the dishes, you know, she's washing this pot and cleaning that pan, whatever. Behind her was the entrance to the kitchen. You know, last episode, you talked about bad feng shui, you know? Don't put your back to the door. Yeah. And this room had a lot of bad feng shui. She was cleaning, and all of a sudden, she heard someone yell from the yeah. entryway of the door, Amy, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, it had
1: specific,
3: like, a full sentence. Full a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> including her name, and it was the voice of a man.
2: Oh,
3: obviously scared. She turns around and there's nobody there. You know, terrified. She runs out, goes straight outside, calls her mom. Hey, I need you to come home right now. Mom comes home. That was that. Next story. So this one includes Tasha again. And includes the same kitchen that Amy had previously had her experience in.
1: This is all in Malaysia?
3: Mm Mm-hmm is all Malaysia. So similar to Amy's experience, Tasha was home alone. She was there waiting. Uh, She just got back from work waiting for everyone else to get home. Uh, Again, she thought, okay, I'll be nice. We'll start dinner, right? Go in the kitchen, start dinner. And she starts doing the dinner, making dinner. She's cooking the curry, whatever she's doing. And she feels this weird presence behind her this weird feeling, right? And she slowly turns around, and as she turns around, she sees that same figure that she saw on the stairs walk out of the room out right outside of the kitchen and stand in the doorway. In that kitchen, the only way out of the kitchen is through the doorway. (laughs) And so terrified, acting on instinct, not knowing what to do, she just beelines it right through the figure, straight outside. As soon as she ran through, it was gone, right? Because oh. that side calls her mom, same thing come home, I need you. <laughs> mom comes home, there's nothing, right? You know, no trace, anything like that. I'm gonna skip to a different story. We'll come back to my wife's family. <laughs> this next story. Was a story told to me by a missionary that I knew uh, personally. We were companions in the MTC. No reason to, you know, not believe his story. Uh, and this happened at the beginning of his mission. He was in an area called Cebu, Malaysia. They were in a home. Again, two stories. It's pretty big for a house for two people. Um, main floor had kind of a living room, and in the back, there's a kitchen. You go up the stairs, and there were two bedrooms and a bathroom. When he first got there, everything was cool, right? Nothing weird, just doing the Lord's work, going out visiting people. And they started to notice that weird things started happening. Like, they would put things, like a pamphlet somewhere, go upstairs, do some studying or whatever, come back down, and it would be in, like, a different part of the house.
1: Holy shit. And. I This something on the (laughs) back of my neck. I'm being dead ass. (laughs)
3: Um, Yeah. So they started to notice, you know, things were weird and things would start jumping around. They'd put something somewhere and they'd go upstairs, come back downstairs later, and it would be somewhere else. And that house had um, people would break into that house all the time. Um, Just a lot of bad luck. (laughs) Um, Bad juju for sure. But it got to the point where they had this, Just overwhelming, bad feeling, right? And they just couldn't be there anymore. Like, they would wake up in the morning, feel horrible, and usually as a missionary, you would go, like, read your scriptures or something, and you do some studying before you go out. They would just leave. They would just wake up and leave, like, go to a park and do their studying and planning, like, somewhere else. Yeah. And, um... you know, eventually it got so bad that they contacted the mission president and he came, and he um, went through the house, you know, cast out spirits, and that was that. It was good, right? It was good, Um, but slowly they started to learn more about the house and some of the history, and they found out that that whole neighborhood had been built on top of like a Chinese graveyard, and I've been to that house. I've slept in that house, and I will say it's has a very eerie weird feeling and I don't really that's coming from a get spooked very yeah. easily. But my experience in that house was we were staying there um, the next day. We had like a zone meeting, something we were going to have a big event, take like a ferry up the river to this anyway, remote place and visit a family up there. But um spending the night there and I was thirsty. So I went in the kitchen and the way the house is set up like in the kitchen, there's a window that looks out into like the backyard and it's just, it's not a very big backyard, but um, with it being owned, the house being like owned and managed by missionaries, the backyard's like a jungle, right? (laughs) Like, like no one is trimming any of the grass or anything. It's just kind of growing and wild. Right. And I just remember I'd go and I was filling up my water and I look out the window and I, Just felt like something was watching me and I could see, you know, I could see the backyard, but there was like this one bush tree in the back and it just felt like there was something there and I didn't know how to explain it. And being me, I just like brushed it off, right? Like no big deal. You know, you're just, you're making it up or whatever, but I never felt great in that house. And I learned about all of this stuff later like after the fact like when i got home oh. i was like i oh, so didn't go in it. Knowing it was home. yeah i didn't know um i didn't you know have any other experiences but i just i never felt good in that house yeah
2: that's that <laughs> oh, damn wow
1: when you said i looked out
2: the window mm-hmm. what did i see <laughs> <in. Shut> up
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> on the durian tree yeah wow. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Uh, have you seen... Uh, has everyone seen Parasite? Yes. 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 Ren, have you seen Parasite? Spoiler home, You got homework, right? Yeah, you yeah, got homework. But that first story especially uh-huh. reminded me of the scariest part in that whole movie. Oh, my goodness. Oh. But... uh, Yeah, Parasite's good. So
3: all of these were pet ghosts? Um, I don't know. The first one, my wife thinks it is, right? The ones, the experiences she had in her house, she... Like with the stairs, with the stairs, kitchen the kitchen, and the kitchen shadowy, and the shadowy figure. She believes that those were pet ghosts um, from her neighbor. And oh. there's another story at the end I'll share that also, I think, relates to the pet ghost. This one was just kind of a spooky, paranormal... Yeah, graveyard... Graveyard, yeah, BOMO. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, questions Bomo's about spirit.
1: about the pet ghosts. Do they, uh, it's you that's like their place that they stay? Yeah. Like um, they live, like they're part of the history
2: there. I was just so Ren
1: ask is that. asking, is there a difference? And if so, what is it between a
3: regular ghost and a pet ghost? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think. And this is just my knowledge of pet ghosts. I mean, I'm no ghost expert, but um, I think the difference is pet ghosts have kind of like a purpose and they're kind of tied in a way to uh, that owner, right? Yeah, um, and they're requiring Yeah, stuff. they they require like upkeep, I guess. I don't know. You have to...
2: So then like maybe the shadowy figure was sent to their house from their neighbor because they can
3: like... Bid it do stuff, right? Yeah, maybe her cats were bugging them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah. She knew that they had a shrine. So, so your wife never had a pet ghost? No, she never did. Um, but she was around, you know, her boss and yeah, neighbor who did. Yeah. Sister, it was a Tasha. Mm -hmm. Does she have a pet ghost? No, no, no. Yeah, nobody in her family. Um, and something that she did say was that her family's very sensitive to spiritual and paranormal things. Um, my wife says she sometimes will hear things. My, you know, Tasha will see things. Kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how much of that is self-created, you know, because they love horror movies and they grew up watching <laughs> The Conjuring and they love like Ed and Lorraine Warren, so they're probably like I. You know what I mean, and I'm not I'm not discounting any of their experiences. Obviously, I believe them, right? Yeah, but, but it ties in. Yeah, I, I yeah. wonder if a part of that is like, I like even a think
1: a form of that, like wanting it, is a form of like opening yourself up to it. Yeah,
3: because there's yeah. a lot of times where,
1: as a teenager, we would go to haunted places and we wanted to see things, mm-hmm. and I think you could kind of get yourself into a state where, like, because you want it so bad, you're that more shit like, might susceptible. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure.
3: So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. If that's a thought I had. Um, but yeah, um, if you want, we can share that video. It's pretty short. This is another experience from another missionary who served in Malaysia, same place, Cebu. Do you where... think he'd ha- We have permission to share it. Yes. Cool. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, he would be cool with that. So you know this person? I know this person. Yeah, awesome. I uh, served with him. Never companions with him or anything, but was around him a lot. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And so he uh, he made this little video here he has a little bit of illustration with it too so it's pretty cool uh that's why i thought it'd be good
1: to share here okay guys if you want to watch this the link will be in our show notes down below Mm -hmm. okay
3: i will say the fire is really setting the mood here
1: it is Is that Malaysian at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
3: Malay.
0: When we hear stories about ghosts in Asia, sometimes they seem a little goofy, hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> was in Cebu, Malaysia, and there's a street called Jalantium, I've been Alaska. there. As a missionary, we contacted there all the time. We had a curfew for 9.30pm. It was already dark. We're on the way home. And as we're walking down the street, we see a lady smoking a cigarette. And as we got oh. closer to her, we realized that she was pregnant. So we stopped to talk to her and ask her why she's smoking. But we told her that the smoking was not <laughs> good for her health or the baby's health. She told us the baby was fine. She invited us to her house to meet her family because she believed that we had kind hearts. When we got to the house, it was dark, except they had one candle lit in the middle of the house. The house was made out of wood and the paper on the floor was made out of plastic. There was no furniture in the room and everyone was sitting on the ground drinking. We already thought, oh man, this was a bad idea, but well, we wanted to help the lady out, so we began teaching the family lesson after we'd been introduced. Throughout the lesson we had for them, the family began asking us questions, and it was fine, but then we noticed that the questions became repetitive. For example, there was one guy who kept asking us to teach him to pray, and we'll teach him to pray, and five minutes later, he would ask the same question, as if he forgot. This went on and on for about an hour, and then when it came time for us to leave, we said a prayer for them, and we asked for their home to be calm, and that the baby would be healthy. We also scheduled a return appointment to come back the next day. And we set a time and who we'll be meeting with. When we come back to the house the next day, the room that we were sitting in the night previous was empty. There was candle wax on the floor, but there was nobody there. The wax seemed old. We go a couple doors down and we ask the neighbors if they know who lived there. They replied, Oh, there? Nobody lives there. And I looked at my companion and he looked at me and he's like, but yeah, there there's people there last night. What do you mean? And the guy said, no, 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 nobody lives there. It's It's been empty for a while now. We checked back at the house one more time and we felt an eerie feeling. We both decided to leave and never return. We decided it was for the best. To this day, I wonder if those are people or ghosts that we encountered that night.
1: And I wonder where they are now. Dude, at the uh, very least, terrifying because uh, those are just people luring them into a
3: house that wasn't theirs. Yeah. 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 And um,
1: like at best, it's terrifying.
3: At, yeah. <laughs> at best, <laughs> ulterior motives for sure. Dude, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, that, I don't know. It still spooks me. Like every time I watch that, like I get a little uh, jumpy because I've I've been to that street. Like yeah. There's a lot of, you know, members that live there. And yeah, you just I don't know. There's always people out and about, but yeah, I know you know both the guys that were there. Both of them have said that it's legit, crazy. That uh, you know,
1: I enjoyed seeing like pictures of the actual place because I think too oh, that yeah. helps like set mm-hmm. the scene.
3: Yeah, it's uh for sure. It's definitely something if you yeah, you guys should check it out. I think his YouTube is XJ Wonderland is what it's called. Uh, he has that video. He doesn't really have any other spooky videos. He just uh. He does other stuff. But um, yeah, if you like that video, go check it out or like it or whatever. Shout out to homie. Shout out to homie. Very dapper. Haven't seen I him, him in forever. Him. But uh, shout out. <laughs> Sweet. But uh, yeah, um, definitely Spooky. Dude, that would uh, blow my mind. If
1: I had that whole experience, I just sat down with a bunch of people for an hour in that house. And it, and, uh, it was so a strange real. like meeting because they kept asking the same questions over and over and then leaving. Talking mm-hmm. to the neighbors and be like, nobody loves her. Yeah. Like, uh, do we just cheat death right now?
3: Oh, am I crazy? Like, yeah. But then having both of you see it, you know, that's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would go home and sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Just trying to forget about it. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. That is wild. Hmm. Um, yeah. And with that, I, I want to jump to the final story here. Uh, This is the big one. Um, Yeah. So let me set the scene again. We're back in Amy's house, right? Back in my wife's home. Back in the living room. You got the TV. You got your couch. You head up the stairs. The bedrooms are up there. Everyone's getting ready for bed, okay? Everyone's upstairs. Everyone's using the bathroom, getting dressed, brushing their teeth, whatever, getting ready for sleep, and it's my wife's turn to go use the bathroom. So she goes in there, um, brushes her teeth, washes her face. And while she's in there, she starts to notice there is a a weird smell. And it was a smell that she was familiar with, and that was death. It was like the smell of something who was that was dead, right? Now, this wasn't... Dude, total. that would stop you cold. Yeah. And this wasn't something that was completely uncommon because in malaysia they have these little geckos i'm sure they have them in the philippines yeah yeah they call them chichak in malaysia but same thing you know the little geckos that scare the shit out of you when you're going to the bathroom or whatever like when you first get there and you're like what is that no but um yeah they're uh they're all over the place you know so it wasn't uncommon to find one of those that maybe had died or something and so initially that's what she thought You know, he's like, okay, there's probably like a gecko here or something. chitak. I'm going to go find it, uh, get it, get rid of it. Right. So it doesn't stink. Um, so she went to her mom, like, Hey, there's this weird smell in the bathroom. You know, come check it out with me and see if we can like find it. And she's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So she goes in the bathroom, but before she does, Amy's like heading back into her room. She says to Amy, she has this weird feeling right? She has this feeling that Amy shouldn't go back in her room. She doesn't know how to explain it, but she tells her, hey, I think you should sleep downstairs tonight, which was strange. But Amy was like, I'm nah, just going to sleep in my room, you know? And she's like, no, I think you should sleep downstairs. So she says, okay, um, I'll, I'll sleep downstairs. Gets her stuff, goes downstairs, and we're going to talk about her mom. Her mom's name is Alice. Now, Alice, she was, after sending Amy downstairs, upstairs, in the hallway, walks into the bathroom, looks around, right? Opens a cupboard, checks in there, nothing in there. Looks behind the garbage can, nothing there. Checks all the corners and crevices behind the toilet. Can't find anything. And she, you know, at that point, doesn't know what to do. It's late. She's tired, wants to go to bed. Walks out, slowly turns the corner, and as she turns the corner, she sees a figure in the hallway. It's a tall, slender, headless man, about seven feet tall, facing Amy's room. And She is struck with fear. She doesn't know what to do, right? She, she freezes. Felt like time stood still, right? She was there for eternity watching this figure, not knowing what to do. She notices the figure turns slowly towards her and starts to take steps towards her. Boom, boom, slowly (laughs) towards her down the hallway. Again, she doesn't know what to do. She, She starts to prepare herself to fight right? And her mom's not tall. Her mom's maybe like (laughs) 5'3", seven-foot headless guy. um, It's coming down the hallway at her. So she, you know, she she gets ready to fight. She clenches her fists, um, and it walks towards her, and right as it's about in front of her, it turns and walks past her down the hallway behind her. She turns around, he watches it turn the corner. She's terrified, right? She doesn't know what to do. She's, it's heading back down the hallway towards where Amy is and downstairs. She gets scared. She musters up the courage to follow, right? She slowly follows. She turns the corner to where there's a clear view of the stairs, and there's nothing there. And that was the last time they had any experience with the headless man or with any other any of the other apparitions but was it it was <laughs> as far as i know <laughs> well then who was he sitting on the bed i don't know maybe he's sitting on the bed maybe i i don't oh, know this story and the one where she ran
1: through the figure in the doorway mhm we had another listener that uh, share a story that we shared, who had a hat Man in her hallway, and her relationship with it was she wasn't scared; she was just very confident. She's like, "Move! I need to get to my room," or something like that. <laughs> From what I remember, it's been a while. Do you remember that? But he was I, just I standing in the hallway, blocking the hallway, and she like just walked around him, like sidestepped <laughs> in the hallway, and just like kept walking.
2: Hey, nobody got time for this. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But,
1: but that was the only other story that was definitely kind of wasn't similar. a fedora because it would have been like my lady yeah <laughs> malay and move <laughs> malay uh that is terrifying yeah um, i would say it was you know the japanese headless yeah
3: that's seven but they or, ain't seven they're not feet. seven feet tall you <laughs> so know debunked yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe his soul was very tall I don't know. Oh, interesting, bro! Yeah. That
1: imagery terrifying. Yeah. I think of almost it follows. I think of Kale, our friend. <laughs> it <laughs> follows when it goes through the doorway, bro. Yeah, it's like a super <laughs> tall dude, Just like, has to like yeah. quickly duck in coming down the, the door. hall. Oh. Yeah,
3: yeah. It was uh, when she told me it was terrifying.
1: <sighs> dude, good on her for uh, getting ready. Getting ready to uh, square up. I she's know. Turning little Arthur no. over there. And yeah. she's <laughs> got her fist. Mama getting play. ready
2: now. She like, was, Are you just gonna swing at a ghost? Like, is that the? I don't is know. That the yeah. move? Like
3: I mean, dick punch. Like, what else do you do? She's just. She's ready to go to war. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what do you do in that situation? It's a. Uh, it's really scary. And Amy downstairs didn't see anything. Had no idea. No idea. Yep. So her mom just like
1: told her that.
2: Yep. Hey, you remember that know, one time hey. I told you to go downstairs? Yeah. What if she made it up just so that, like, well, the next did the time mom she say tells to go downstairs to do or the
3: sister? The mom oh, said okay. to go downstairs. Yeah, sorry, she sorry had to interrupt. She had, uh, anyway, some weird feeling that she should go.
2: I'm sure that's actually what happened. My mm. skeptic ass over here is just like, what if she made it up so that the <laughs> next time she tells her to do something, she yeah. does it? I mean, yeah, maybe. I just have a very <sighs> distrusting person, I
3: guess. I, I do too. I, I jump to the most <laughs> logical conclusion first and then. And then I'd try and uh, I don't know. But the year fact, if that did
2: happen, that's terrifying still. Yeah.
1: So that was the last time they like interacted with something like that in their house.
3: Yeah. And then oh. shortly after they moved. Where'd they move? They moved back to Cebu. They were in Muka was where this house was. Uh, moved back to Cebu to a different house. And yeah, since then they haven't had any weird paranormal experiences. Crazy. But a lot of them... They believe, and this isn't just my wife, but, you know, her family as well, they believe that those experiences stemmed from possibly the the pet ghost, you know, that their neighbors had across the street. Yikes. Um, they didn't know of any weird history with the land or anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, it is possible that there were some Yvonne headhunters there at some point. I mean, I don't know. But uh, as far as I know, and as, as far as they believe, they think it was had to do with the pet ghost there. Why do,
1: why, do, why do summonings like witches or medicine men who like they've performed this, this whole ritual uh, to conjure a spirit or a ghost to like do their bidding. Why does it always have to be like the most labor intensive like task that <laughs> they have to do <laughs> instead of just like shovel my driveway. <laughs> like petty stuff I actually don't want to do. Yeah. What would you have your ghost do? Shovel my driveway. Oh. Do my laundry. <laughs> just a house
3: help, bro. Yeah. My wife said, like, a lot of people get them for, like, wealth, like, money oh. to be successful. Interesting.
2: Yeah. How are they, like, going oh. about helping yeah. them make money? Because asking I don't know. for a friend.
3: I have no idea. <laughs> huh. I also don't know how you would get one. So.
2: That's a, I'm also curious. Yeah, yeah. How the hell do you get a pet? No because, idea. Not do, that I want one, but
3: maybe do a little more homework. Asking for a friend. We'll look into it.
2: <laughs>
1: I'll ask my ghost to research it.
3: Maybe Ren can ask Jeremy.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, nice ones are chill.
4: Shows up
3: in yeah,
1: <laughs> freaking wild. Is that the one you had told DJ,
3: and then you experienced
2: the, like the whole with the your wife on the bed sitting on the bed?
3: Yeah. I. Did I tell you that, DJ? I can't remember I can't which remember. story it I told was, you DJ two months ago. DJ can't remember stories. <laughs> I, <laughs> I believe the story I told DJ was when uh, Ghosty yelled at my wife in oh, the kitchen. okay. Did she know you were telling that story? Yes. She was okay. sitting right next okay. to me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she knew. Okay. Well. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And I mean, I've never, again, had experiences myself other than like, Feeling spooky at that one house. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Nick, you gave me this picture. Oh yeah. Can you tell me about this? Yeah. So uh, throw it up, baby. This is uh, an Ebon Headhunter. Whoa. When uh, when they decapitate somebody, they give them that tattoo on their neck. Um, What is it? I don't know what it is exactly. Huh. Um, it's a specific. Just the meaning behind it is that they've.
2: This dude has decapped a few people.
3: Yep. Um, nowadays, you'll see like younger people getting those tattoos on your, their neck, and you know they're like not legit. It's like you like they're posers. <laughs> yelling <laughs> really did that. Yeah, you didn't kill anybody. Like, You're not about that. So... Like, um, but but that guy. You know, have you talked to headhunters? Yeah, you have. Damn. Yeah, and I've, were they pretty cordial? Some. Yeah. Most of the time, they're just like so ancient that like. It was hard to talk to them, but yeah, I've there was one that joined the church, actually. You have to <laughs> jump through a lot of hoops to do that. Um, he did though. That might be worth it getting getting baptized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, they um that neck tattoo is a uh, yeah, symbol of they've got someone. The shoulders, they give them to pretty much all men. It's uh-huh. the Bunga Tarong is what it's called. It's like um, a warrior symbol.
1: I noticed the spiral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure. It's uh, actually
3: not quite the same. Sorry. What? I'm, I'm sure all the tattoos have like yeah. symbolism. Yeah, they have a lot of symbolism. The tattoo.
1: Very symmetrical.
3: History and culture is very interesting too. Um, that's I haven't learned too much about it, but it's very cool.
1: Oh. Huh, sick.
3: Was that kind of it for your spooky parts? Yes, that's my spooky stuff. I, don't, I think if I go any longer, Charles might pass out over yeah. here. Dude, I'm just an old man over here.
1: <laughs> no, it's way fun. We always, it's like such a treat to listen to stories from specific places, and then especially from people who've been there, and can kind of shed a bit more light, rather than us just like looking something up on the internet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that was dope. You need to tell your wife, thank you for... Yeah, you share her stories. I will from us.
3: She wanted to be here. She just uh she was busy tonight. So no worries. She couldn't make it.
1: No, no worries. Maybe next time.
3: Next time for sure.
1: Any questions for anyone?
3: Any wrap-up questions? Anything you want to leave off with? Um I don't think so. Yeah. I think uh I mean it was super fun to come on here. (laughs) You guys are like just as cool as in person as you are (laughs) don't lie on the pod. So
1: I could. I, I feel like I can confidently say Malaysia and Indonesia are
3: places we really have not yeah. explored yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah,
3: and there's there's a lot more. Like, um, you know, I'm always happy to come on if there's Malaysian stuff or if you want me to look into things. You know, I'm always down. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, my wife would be down too to help with that stuff. She's she's uh she gets nervous talking in front of people. Because she's in a different country, oh, yeah. and it's weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the mouthpiece, I guess. So, yeah. Aaron to her Moses, yeah. But, uh
1: Bible jokes.
3: Yeah, super fun. I love being uh-huh. here with you guys and appreciate it. Dude, appreciate Yo. you. Thank you for coming through.
1: We appreciate you. We appreciate the listeners. Thanks for tuning in every week. Anything else? I'm set. I'm set. Trust your gut. Watch your back.
3: Bye, love you. Be safe. Be careful out there. Don't get a pet ghost. Hey. <laughs> Unless he's Jeremy. Hey.
1: Unless he's Jeremy. <laughs> right. Bye.
2: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
0: Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes By Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahita's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew, but after reading police reports, it became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahita Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two year old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss Nahita is missing. Every week, we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week, we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us, November 7th, to hear Nahida's story.
4: Something is creeping
0: in, don't follow it down.